Well, you guys can re- you guys can relax, okay? Because mm-hmm. uh, Linux is, is now complete completely usable on M1 Max. Ah, the year of Linux on the laptop. The year of Linux on M1 Max. Mm. If you were worried about that, can't tell you. Which I'm sure you were. Can't tell you, John, what a weight that takes off my mind. <laughs> Just, it uh, was basically somebody uh, wants it somewhere. But it was Biden taking the presidency. It was uh, the Democrats <laughs> winning the Senate. And it's Linux on the M1 Max. <laughs> Just that's the order. Now Dan, now Dan can die a happy man. <laughs> please, please don't. I've complained to you about my M1 Mac Mini, which restarts most nights while to sleep. <laughs> And various nerdy Apple developer friends have suggested when they look at my crash logs that it's something very low level in the Bluetooth stack. And all I can tell you is, I am told this will be fixed in the next update of Mac OS. And I, I have... I've read a lot of stuff about people running into Bluetooth problems on the M1s. Especially, it seems like, on the Mini. Maybe, though, because people, more people tend to use Bluetooth stuff with the, the desktop rather than the laptops, I right. guess. Right. Makes sense. Because I, I haven't seen anything like that on my Air, but I could not tell you. I don't think I've connected anything Bluetooth other than if you count the AirPods Pro, which I'm not even... I guess they probably use some form of Bluetooth, but it's so far removed. I would guess it's a different beast. Yeah, entirely different stack. And if you if you don't yet have AirPods Pro, they're $100 off right now on Amazon, if you were listening to this around the time we recorded. Jeez. There's that, and there was that Magic Keyboard discount that I don't know if it's still going, but it was like a like ninety or hundred bucks oh, off too. God, yeah, yeah. Everyone's wondering why that killed me. <laughs> it did. That was what did you in? It did. Yeah, that was it. That was it. I'm dead now. Um, okay. I thought it was shitty. Baby I really wanted to me. do it, but I was just I my my uh, my laptop is coming on Thursday, and I thought <laughs> I've been spending a lot of money. I probably shouldn't get a keyboard that I probably don't need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I you know I was tempted briefly by an iPad update because I had been running into this issue with my iPad Pro, which is I think a 2017 model, where it just seemed like the battery would die. Uh, the other day, I like picked it up, and it was like. You know, I thought it was like 100 in the morning, and then by, you know, the afternoon, it was like, oh, yeah, you're down to 20%. Oh, nope, 10%. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And literally, it it depleted itself while plugged into my computer with a charging cable. And you yeah, can look at, great. I took a screenshot of it, and you can just see, like, it's the registers are charging the whole time, but you can just see the battery lifeline going down. And I'm like, I, it was overnight. <laughs> it was overnight. And I was like, what is happening? And literally, the only thing listed in the like applications taking a battery was siri <laughs> i'm like what the fuck are you doing oh. siri so i turned off the listen for siri feature and i think that may have done it for the moment so it seems like maybe something wow. in that feature was leaking really badly wow that is odd do you guys ever have the thing where you accidentally trigger siri i mean all the, on your mac all the time on your mac oh, on oh your mac. i mean with, with a button yeah Sometimes. Like I, I took yeah, it well, off with my this, with the pro. Yeah, yeah. I took it off my key my touch bar back when I was using the touch bar. I had it in my menu bar for a while, and I recently got it out of there because I would click it accidentally. And what I hate is like if I click it accidentally while I'm on a call, all of a sudden I can't hear the other side, mm. and that does not work for me. <laughs> so what I have taken to do, like I use FaceTime audio for some work calls uh, with people who I know prefer that, and 
I, I sometimes find the FaceTime interface on the Mac annoying to place an audio call and it'll try to call them on my phone instead or try to video call them, which I don't want to do. So I have now taken to, I command space to bring up spotlight, type in Siri and hit return. And then it starts listening. It's <laughs> like a nice, it's like a, it's like a, a, a keyboard shortcut button that takes three extra clicks. It's great. It's fantastic. I don't think I ever, I think I turned off Siri on my Macs. I don't think I've used it on them since. <laughs> I've used dictation. I will use dictation, but I won't use, I don't really find a lot of like stuff from Siri that benefits me, but I will agree. You know what the thing is? I, the, yeah. the FaceTime app. I agree. Lex, I do take calls in the FaceTime app on my Mac. Cause it's hooked up to the like podcasting mic and stuff, but yeah. the FaceTime app on the Mac is, is so shit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really bad. I, sorry. I don't, I think it's, it hasn't been updated in years. And every time I go in, every time I open it, it gives it's like badge with like 40 missed calls i'm like <laughs> uh, why yeah. do i need that as a badge on the facetime app it's just because i'm not answering calls on my mac yeah i can't argue with yeah i don't like it either no we're, we're all in agreement on this issue. good excellent we all hate facetime on the mac we all hate things <laughs> yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, here's the good news guys there are a boatload of questions from listeners. Okay. So I need to uh, wait, 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 please, right. please. Every Ooh, time please. you tell me there are a lot of questions, and then it's like two questions. Can you confirm for me how many is in are in a boatload? <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. No, One, I'm waiting. Two, I'm waiting. I'll be here. How big is this boat? Yeah. There are uh, no fewer than five questions. All right, that's pretty good. That's like oh, wow. a small boat. It's like a dinghy. That's a, a that's dinghy load. Good. Yeah. But it's yeah. that you could call that a boatload. Sure, you can get it's, yeah. it's a tugboat. Yeah, a tugboat of. Well, I think it's questions. more like a rowboat. It's more like a rowboat load. This episode is presented exclusively by Rebound Prime. Uh, if you want to ask questions, you can go to prime.reboundcast.com. And if we won't let you uh, submit questions, it's because you didn't pay yet. <laughs> so pay you us, get to pay get. to hear us <laughs> stupidly answer your in like very uh, incisive questions. Your questions Here's are incisive. Question number one. Yeah, please from Troy. Troy says, now that you've taken my money, he submitted this question like two seconds after signing up. Now that you've taken my money, here are a few points to ponder. Lex, are your ads ad-libbed or do you have actual copy to read? Uh, Typically, much of the time when it's a host-read podcast ad, they'll give you talking points. uh, They'll give you script or talking points. And then also also sections where it's like, please vamp here. Uh, So I think the reason you would ask that question is because it's very clearly both. (laughs) It's very clearly me reading copy and then also improvising stuff. I I think you mispronounced that, Lex. Usually when I see it, it says, please, a vamp here. (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) Then uh, Troy also wants you to know, Moltz, listening to Lex, I feel your pain. I don't know exactly what that (laughs) means, but there you go. Yeah, we do. We do. And, and Dan, if you enjoy the what about, wise... What about my Dan pain? <laughs> no, that's just nothing. Dan, if you enjoy the wise family of products, try the headphones for $50. They are pretty surprising. Okay. With a smiley face emoji. Uh, is, that a good, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> They're terrible. super shitty. <laughs> yeah. And it's surprising. <laughs> Even for $50, they suck yeah. really bad. <laughs> uh, all right. Book noted. Bookmarks. Our old friend Bookmarks. Joe Cabrera says, yesterday was not my day. Now, as we record this, it was six days ago, but while watching something on my (laughs) iPad Pro and doing dishes, it slipped and fell into the soapy water. It was just a second or three, but it's now completely hosed, frowny Mm. emoticon. I think it's not even hosed, it's uh, sunk. (laughs) What expensive, like, I feel your pain, (laughs) Moltz. Whatever, Lex. Like, you wouldn't have made that joke if you thought of it. What what expensive electronics have you guys ruined, either by your own fault or someone else's? Bonus points if it was one of those overpriced Apple doodads. 
Oh, I've got. Oh, I, wow. I've ruined very few of my own devices, but I will say I was once many years ago taking a selfie with a uh, <laughs> now ex girlfriend <laughs> with her phone, and I dropped it. And it, I, I, despite having never broken a phone, it shattered immediately upon hitting the ground. So we went immediately to an Apple store, Metaphor. and I paid to replace it because I felt terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have smashed two iPhone screens in my day. Sometimes because he's just um, angry, though. Both times while doing nothing, like like just touching the screen. No, but like in I, my head, Lex, I, you smashed two iPhone screens at the same time by clapping together like erasers. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Right. Um, but no, once was like I, I was smashed I, to undo. I'm holding my phone, <laughs> and a, the door to the house is going to close, and I just dart my hand in between to like catch the door so it won't close all the way, and just the pressure of the door hitting my wrist. Dropped the phone, smashed, dropped one in a garage. Both times it sucked. And then very recently, very recently, I talked on this show about how my oldest daughter got an iPad Air for her birthday back in October. And then in uh, December, uh, she and her brother were just playing. Like her brother came to give her a tackle hug on the couch and she was holding her iPad and uh, it smashed. And <laughs> Apple sent us to Best Buy to get the screen replaced. Not under Apple Care Plus because I had not gotten it for that iPad because I'm a stupid person. And it was $400 hmm. something. Dollars. And in the end, they said, it was smashed so bad, we just are giving you a new iPad. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> wow, that is pretty smashed. I think I, I, broke, a, I broke a screen once. Um, I remember we were at the fair one time, too. And, and Hank's phone had died, and he's like, you know, we're standing in this long line waiting for a ride, and, and he's like, can I play with your phone while we wait? And I was like, okay, don't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough... <laughs> <laughs> not three minutes later he drops it <laughs> and smashed it so i think i've had two smash screens one that i did and one that he did um knock on wood i don't think i've uh, i think you mean smash up. on glass uh, other than that <laughs> smashed on glass yes so i'm sure it'll happen this minute i get off this podcast uh let's see email I worry about like I, i'm in here because i because i take notes for the show notes i use my iphone so that i'm not clicky clicky all the time and um so i'm sitting here with my 12 mini and the floor in here is cement <laughs> and i don't have the case on it that's oh, on you man house, i generally that's on you. you have the case on it cement floor yeah, i know so if it happens cement floor is where I'm, I'm most scared of my phone in the garage because of the cement floor there so i yeah. feel you on this right yeah e-man writes I read that if you're a wannabe dictator, Tim Apple will gift you a base Mac Pro. <laughs> what do I have to aspire to be if I want a Mac Pro with wheels? Will that come with an ARM processor? <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there, E-Man. E-Man, unhappy yeah. at that story that uh, Tim Cook gave ex-president, double impeached President Donald Trump, a base-level Mac Pro, I guess in Q4 of this year, so or, right? like Or this past year. like It, was, it wasn't after we, before we knew what kind of a president Donald Trump was. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what's there is there were some interesting details that are one which like I guess Trump claimed it was like the first one off the line or something, and everyone's like actually not true, <laughs> uh, shocking everyone yeah, yeah. that he would tell a lie about something so mm-hmm. in, unimportant. I also am curious to know because as a federal employee, you can't accept gifts. <laughs> Especially not ones over a certain value. Granted, now we got it again. 
Now we got him. I think I didn't even think about that just because I'm sure that he doesn't care about something. Third point. Third point. We can all agree he doesn't know how to use a computer. So what's even the point of him having one? It's funny. My immediate question was, what did he do with it? Because he for sure didn't. Yeah, exactly. It's well, there there is a whole. As I recall, in in Lex, you are a you are a avid West Wing aficionado. There is like a gifts office in the White House where they take these things and like catalog them and either store them or I I don't know how they eventually they might donate them eventually. I guess if they're things that's like a work of art or something that's donated by another country. (laughs) Yes, right. They're they're probably all of these things based on. Uh, yeah, all of these things based on my knowledge of a 20-year-old TV show and not actual workings of the federal government, let's be clear. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want Tim Apple to give you a MacBook, a Mac Pro <laughs> with wheels... I think I you're going to have to be... Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe he'll give Biden one with wheels. That'd be nice. I feel like it's right next to the shoehorn with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes dance references are mostly for me, everybody. Yeah, that's true, mm-hmm. too. Uh, David asks do you think that apple are missing a trick not employing ultra wideband to keep your phone unlocked whilst wearing your apple watch this would seem to be a far better solution than touch face or even nose id and would also be an attractive selling point for the watch during these mask and glove wearing times so i i see the questions when they come in i i hold them for you guys so you can answer them in real time i've been thinking about this one a lot i definitely don't want my phone always unlocked while i'm wearing my apple watch but i absolutely yeah. want a setting that says let me do something to unlock my phone with my watch if I want to. Like, especially, like he's saying, while I'm wearing masks. There's something there. Well, so with one problem, okay, I like this idea. And you could even, if you want, the U1 chips may be precise enough that it could even be like, if you're holding, if the hand holding it is wearing a watch, like, that that might be possible because they, the, apparently the, the proximity uh, sensors on them are very precise. However, my concern about this is that right now there's a feature where if your watch is locked and you unlock your phone it unlocks your watch which would seem to enter some sort of weird uro <laughs> state <laughs> where you either can't unlock both of them or they unlock each other in which case your security is fucked right. mm. so they'd have to just figure out exactly what the sort of order of operations or priority there yeah. is they keep unlocking each other until the, the glass on each one of them breaks just shatters yeah <laughs> And I think, moreover, I believe the Series 6 is the only Apple Watch to have a U1 chip in it right now. So, there you go. So, that's your answer, Davis. Whatever those guys said. <laughs> I uh, I saw a rumor about the Series 7 today. Yes. Gonna have glucose monitoring. Yeah, glucose monitor, yeah. I am fascinated because I, I don't know how that would work. Like, blood oxygen is something, at least, where they've definitely always had ways to do that with an optical sensor. Because that's, like, the thing that they put on your fingertip, Right. Uh, there are tons of people out there who need to measure their blood glucose levels, and there are, I believe there are options that are not, you know, doing like the pinprick uh, reading that you have to do oftentimes, but I think they're fairly uncommon right now. So if Apple could actually uh-huh. figure out a way to do that, that would be enormous. But I guess my hesitation comes from the fact that even the blood oxygen monitoring thing reputedly does not work that well and they've right. resisted the fda medical licensing which would also mean if you had a blood glucose monitor you probably still have to do the pinprick tests because right. like it may not be accurate enough so i'm not sure it's a cool idea i'm not sure what the ultimate value of that will be and you're saying you're opposed to the uh, back of the uh, watch having a pin that pops out of it and just jabs you in the wrist it's not like top of 
mind for me. I don't think that's like something I'm looking for, but I don't know. you know, I guess <laughs> it's like a, one of those poison rings. <laughs> Could be kind of cool. Do you ever do the ECG checking on your watch? I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have. I, it took me until very recently to realize that it's, it's not one of the things that you can always check. Like you have to manually run it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it takes mm-hmm. 30 seconds. What is it run. doing? Like you have to put your finger on the digital crown while it's happening. Is it, is it doing something with that finger or is it just yeah, replacement? It's running a current basically mm. because you're you're making a circuit at that point i see um because it's touching your your arm and then it's going through your your finger um and it's using that to measure the rhythm of your heart and the rhythm of your love and it says make a circuit with me <laughs> or as we all know him circuit and then sorry also for lex <laughs> we have uh <laughs> one final question from john downing files from the past that's, I believe his, he's setting the stage for his question. I've been a user of this nicest writer word processing app for years. I've got all my high school, college, and personal documents saved as RTF files, since that is what the default file format Nysys uses. I want to keep these files easily accessible no matter how many computer upgrades I do, hence the use of Nysys. Plus, I got it super cheap back in the 90s. What file format do you use, Dan, for your books so they will be readable slash editable in 20 years? Does it matter for published works? Lex and John, do you consider file format compatibility for documents slash projects you work on today that may not be available to be read in the future? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you consider it? You don't do anything with it? You just consider it? I think about it, and then I use, I go back to Claris Works. No, I was, um, I was literally going to reference Claris Works without a joke. <laughs> I have a shit ton of files in Claris Works slash Apple Work format. 100% same. Which I don't think yeah, the sure. only thing that could open them for a long time, pages could open them, but then when they redid the pages thing so that it was the same on iOS and macOS, it no longer, it can no longer open them. Yeah. So I'm not, there's I don't, probably I don't something worry about out it there. I still have machines that run Claris Works, so I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I, I'll send them to John then. <laughs> like, I was, really that's concerned. what I do. Send them to John. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I If there's a document that I really want to get to, and that's a text-based document, even if it, I had to open it and BB edit and go through a bunch of bullshit code to find it. Like I, that part, I don't lose sleep yeah. over. I don't worry about much of anything in terms of documents because I do in, tr- oh, in doc- terms of documents. <laughs> I worry about planning. Not anymore because Biden's president. Amen. Everything's cured. Uh, but anyway, I almost all my writing is in BB edit or word. And I don't think either text files or word files are going yeah. away. So I feel okay. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do everything in BB edit. I don't do anything in Word, really. Although, I, you know, when I wrote part of the Minecraft book, of course, I had to do it. I had to do it in Word. But exactly. um, uh, anything, anything else I do in BB Edit. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I'm I, sorry. Do... I, used to, I used to use BB Edit. Now I use, um, I actually use Ulysses, but I, all the files are in Markdown. Uh-huh. Yeah, I use a lot of stuff in Markdown in BB Edit, uh, for mainly for my Macworld columns and then occasional other tech writing stuff. A lot of my like day-to-day stuff if like i need to write a quick document it's often done in pages just because uh, i assume i'll be able to get stuff out of that for as long as apple continues to support pages which i assume will be a while and my book stuff is written in scrivener which is a proprietary format i don't worry about that very much because you know the stuff that's actually written and published is available although i have a good story about recently trying to get content out of one of my books i needed a sample for something uh for a bundle that uh, my first book was in and i could not find a way to copy text because i didn't have a editable document of the of the published version <laughs> i had ebooks and i had a password protected pdf and i it will not let me copy stuff out of it 
and it was maddening because you can't copy out ebooks and the pdf yeah would give me like a password prompt every time i tried to copy out of it so let me tell you about my very clever workaround if you take a protected PDF, retype, rewrote the entire book, take a protected PDF and you just print it or export it to a PDF, it removes the protection. So <laughs> I just did that and then copied a bunch of text out of it, but I had to reformat. A Let the record done. show Dan Morin sent me a protected, a protected PDF today. <laughs> yes, this is true. Please don't do that. <laughs> I will not. Yeah, but it was, it was one of these moments where I'm like emailing with my agent, like, how do we get a copy of the book? <laughs> I can just copy text out of he's like well i can reach out to the publisher but you never know when they'll actually get back to me so you know try to find a way to do it yourself and i was like okay uh tried to tried to ddrm one of my books for a long time and turned out that's actually fairly hard now um so that was a lot of fun but yeah there you go I, uh, I, I do trust apple on this a lot where they have historically done a very good job of making it possible for me to open old documents like you can open garage band documents from the first year garage band was introduced and they'll still work you can even open them on the ipad so most of the, i really just don't worry about it the thing that i think about the most that i want to make sure i can get to because honestly i generate so much text that it's it's not even worth saving like i don't have all of my college papers anymore and i just i can't lose any sleep over it because who wants to read that but i need all my photos and all my videos to continue working forever and ever which is mm-hmm. why i still get nervous about apple's weird format <laughs> The HEICs or whatever that you get if you airdrop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I'm fine. Because like, as long as I can always see my photos and stuff, that's that's what I think I'll care about when I'm like very old. Right now, I'm merely old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like you can't go wrong with plain text slash markdown or PDFs, really. Like, right. it's weird that PDFs became kind of the de facto thing. But because they're so immutable, I mean, the biggest concern with the PDF is like, if it gets corrupted or something, you may not be able to get text out of it. Whereas a corrupted text file, a lot of time, like Lex is saying, you pop it in BB Edit, it's like you can get something out of it. It may be a pain, but you can get something. But I don't know. I've never, I, I mean, in in years of dealing with them, if not decades, it's it's rare to run into a corrupted PDF. I feel like every once in a while you have it if it's like a disk failure or something. But at that point, you usually have bigger problems. I just want to put it out there because uh, this finally gives Dan and, and Moltz a thing to connect on since... Since Moltz and I are, are non-tap to clickers, I I <laughs> cannot I cannot use Markdown. <laughs> it, 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 Markdown mm. and my brain are miles apart. I can't do it. Even when I was at MacWorld, they wanted you to write Markdown, and I was like, I I can submit HTML. I cannot do Markdown. And so Jason wasn't sure that that was going to be okay. And so we eventually together made a BB Edit script <laughs> to convert <laughs> HTML to Markdown. You you were fired. The direction no one needs. <laughs> yeah, this is my rebound show. But that's a thing. Yeah. so i yeah i i yeah uh, i i see where you're coming from i just find markdown so much faster to type than html and it doesn't yeah me too it's pretty Absolutely. straightforward i do yeah. have to look stuff up every once in a while but the stuff i look up is the stuff i use regularly is all stuff that i've internalized right, right now yeah same so you're wrong that's okay mm-hmm. yeah no i i knew Sorry. this was the minority minority opinion on the podcast i'm okay with it I'm okay with it. I do hate that i have to end up using word for book stuff like there's same. always a pass 100%. that happens in word and it's like <laughs> it's awful it's just so cumbersome. I mean, it really is. it's gotten it's gotten better, I would argue, than it was maybe a decade ago or something. But I still feel like it's 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 weird how slow it is. Some things like opening a like a large like a book manuscript, and it's like you do, it does the thing where it like starts showing all the page numbers counting up. Like oh, and I was like, why can't you just load an entire thing? The only Office app that works for me, my brain is Excel. I for some reason mm-hmm. I'm still like every time I use, I like numbers fine, oh. but it doesn't. I 
feel like uh, I'm moving through molasses trying to use it just because it doesn't behave the way I think it should behave because I'm used to Excel. That is a conversation I have with my wife frequently because she's also, she spends so much time in Excel that, uh, you know, she's, I was like, oh, you could use, you know, if you wanted, you could have a Mac because she only has like a work laptop and she's like, eh, but it doesn't run in Excel. I'm like, well, there is a Mac version of Excel. She's like, it's not the same. I was like, okay, just backing away slowly. (laughs) I I don't love using Word for sure, but I, I, it is the standard of you know, business contracts, whatever documents that go back and forth and it's how all redlining happens. And so I, I agree with Dan that like, it's certainly word has gotten much less obnoxious over the years. And when I have to use it to review documents back and forth, like it is, it is not insanity inducing the way it once was. But for me, somehow Google broke me for Excel and numbers. I uh, numbers like Molt said, it does feel like molasses. But I, I am much more of a Google Sheets person than an Excel person. And Excel people hate that and feel hate me. Just hate me with abandon. People already hate me on the <laughs> internet this week. It's fine. <laughs> There's another reason. I've, but... I, I've been canceled online all week. But the <laughs> but yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, something about Google Sheets exactly matches how my brain wants Excel to work. I think I use Google Sheets for a lot. Like the other week I was doing the annual uh, MIT Mystery Hunt, which was all online this year. And we use Google Sheets on that a ton because it lets you do a bunch of like you know you can do run a bunch of formulas and do transformations and stuff and you can work collaboratively and that's the big thing i think that google sheets brings that nothing else it's the reason that we still use it for like clockwise planning we still use it for uh when respect like to game shows. conceivable yeah like we because there really isn't it's not the best tool for everything but it's like a solid tool it's the for a lot tool of stuff. All things. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, exactly. Like there's, there really isn't. I was looking the other day to see like, oh man, we're using Google Sheets for this tool that we use during puzzle solving, which is like a database. I'm like, I'm using a spreadsheet as a database. It, it, this hurts me. Like, it, like <laughs> fundamentally, as someone who did like, like you know, PHP and and stuff and web development that used database stuff, I'm like, I know I should not be using a spreadsheet as the foundation for this like mini like system that I've built. But there really isn't anything that's better than that. Like, there's other stuff that's kind of like, okay, this is fine. But Google Sheets is so widely supported uh, with APIs and stuff like that. I just have not found anything that that is better, surprisingly. But I do use numbers for a lot of stuff, like my personal like spreadsheet creation. Oh, but that's numbers makes me so in general mad. because I don't, I just don't need. There's a few features it lacks, but honestly, it does most of what I needed to do. I, I, I'm sure Moltz is talking because he's been quiet for a long time. So I'm guessing we're trying. He's trying mm-hmm. to get in there. But I use numbers for charts. I love to create a chart. I mean, I, I do a ton of keynotes. I, I basically live in Google Sheets and Keynote most of the time. But if if the chart is more than like just a couple of columns to use within Keynote, then I'll go over to Numbers to create it because I, I do love those. Apple knows how to make a nice looking chart, Dan. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. I got a couple other things before we, we do that. Of course. No, please. One, uh, I think we, we talked last week uh, about my uh, universal remote issues. And I, I mentioned that I had bought a new <laughs> one online. Well, the report is in. And I think, as I already told Lex, decided it is not a good replacement for the Logitech remote. Um, this was the uh, so cleverly named Sofa Baton or Son of a Baton, if uh, Lex is reading it. <laughs> It had some stuff on it that worked nicer than the Harmony in terms of being able to... You can connect it directly to the phone via Bluetooth and then push the like like programming stuff over via that instead of the Harmony's often cumbersome changing shit in the web app that then downloads <laughs> separately from like their servers to your remote, which is weird. But the macro support just wasn't there. So like 
the harmony is good when you switch activities like if i go from watching on the apple tv to watching on the xbox uh it knows like hey i should leave the tv and the receiver on because i'm just switching inputs uh the sofa baton could not figure that out and <laughs> wanted to turn everything off and then that just ended up with real problems with power states and overall i think it was somewhat more cheaply made than the logitech one so unfortunately it didn't pass muster it's going back to amazon and i'm scrounging up a replacement which probably is coming courtesy Lex. <laughs> that's right but uh, so uh, this the part of the story that surprised me is the returning how often do you return crappy products that you don't like to amazon uh this will be the second time in well i returned the um apple watch band that we bought the the nile the sport loop type one uh mm. braided loop the braided loop one because i got the wrong size oh, okay. um so i replaced i returned that um i'm we'll see i i put this in to return it because i was like i just don't want this piece of plastic sitting around my house uh and i just put in like you know bought the bought the wrong thing or something like that i don't know i don't feel terribly bad about it i guess no you're fine um but you know i I, it's i think i mentioned like i i can return stuff at like the whole foods that i usually go to now so it's like well i'm going there anyways and literally all i have to do is hand them a box i don't have to pack it i have to hand them a box and show them a qr code like there's zero disruption in my day basically because of it (laughs) and i get my money back so i kind of feel like why not (laughs) i'm with you there you go. I find that Amazon is typically really, really good about handling returns, and then every once in a while, it's like just pure garbage. Right now, I'm in yeah. a pure garbage thing. Back uh, in like April, I mean, this is so frustrating and annoying to talk about, but this was the world at that time when there were concerns about could you buy enough toilet paper? We had ordered mm-hmm. a package from Amazon that didn't say anything about the fact that it was going to ship from China. It never did. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> like it was delivered, but like it was like. <laughs> There was no shipping information of any kind, and it certainly wasn't delivered. Like, it just never happened. And this, it, the delivery was probably uh, claimed to have happened in September or October. Remember, I ordered it in April. And um, Amazon system was like, okay, you got to write to them, and they'll get back to you in two days. They, of course, have never gotten back to me, and there's no next step. <laughs> there's no, like, since they didn't do this now, it's like, oh, if you write to them, they'll write back to you within two days. And they just don't. It's great. At some point, I'll deal with it, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I, I think... Right now, we're in a state of decluttering uh, and trying to get rid of stuff, and so I'm trying to actively not acquire more stuff that takes up a lot of room, especially electronic stuff that is currently hard to get rid of because my town's electronics recycling program is basically shut down. So you're saying you don't want this iMac that I have here that doesn't have the screen doesn't work on? I don't know. Can it read ClarisWorks documents? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's a big negative. Uh, okay, fine. Do either of you guys take a walk today? Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask. No, I did not. Well, Dan did a walk because my Apple Watch told me, and I, I feedbacked him and asked if if Dolly Parton joined him on that walk. <laughs> she did not. I did not listen. I I don't generally like to listen to people talking while I'm out on a walk. I prefer to listen to music. So it's not. I mean, I think this is a clever idea, but it's not something that particularly appeals to me. My God, Dan! It's sometimes you and I are so in sync. Uh, exactly what I was gonna say. I think it's such a clever concept of how to handle an audio class or whatever you want to call it, an audio experience for walking, but it's super not what I want. Right. Like, I'm glad that it exists. I have no problem with them releasing it for the people who do want it, but nope. Yeah. I, I am fascinated that it's like a dedicated paywalled podcast, basically, right? Like, I guess. I, do, I didn't listen to it, so I don't... I, <laughs> I would like to. I would like to try it. I'm going to try it because I do listen to podcasts when I walk. Um but yeah. I don't, it does not seem like, I mean, I, I, 
nothing. Uh, Dolly Parton is fantastic, but I'm not sure I want to listen to Dolly Parton <laughs> talking, singing. Yes, but not talking. <laughs> I guess there is like a music tie in with it, too. Like there's like yeah. a curated playlist that right. goes with them. Right. It's I mean, again, it, it's clever. I, I think what it also points to, as I wrote in like the quick piece I wrote about in Six Colors, um, but also because we we kept seeing um, what we were watching uh, something on Amazon the other day ads for Peloton and specifically mentioning that you can take your Peloton workouts, you know, on your phone when you go outside. Yes. I was like, that does seem to be a missing part of Fitness Plus right now mm-hmm. is like a running workout, an audio-based running workout or something for when you're not near the Apple TV or your iPad or something like that. Right. So I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen in within i would guess sometime this year i would say when they do sort of if they do a big push on like oh here's our you know we've had a great launch of the last six months with fitness plus but we're gonna make it even better by adding blah 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 i i'm guessing audio only workouts will be one of those things it would be terrific to have a walk with tim cook episode in this series. <laughs> you think <laughs> good morning <I> <laughs> We are I'm so, so glad excited to have you walking on this with us walk today. This morning. Oh, look, there's a bird. Isn't nature wonderful? <laughs> Here at Apple. <laughs> <laughs> we love Tim. We do. There's we love Cra- Tim. Hey, there's Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Tim. <laughs> It is, of course, our uh, favorite time of the quarter this week, yeah. uh, where where we uh, put out a show. In this case, probably a day before uh, the the Apple results get released. I heard they're being talk bandied about that they are expected to break a hundred billion in revenue this quarter. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's my that's my analysis. That's a number I can't count <laughs> to. Yeah, we all agree. That's a lot of a money. lot of money. Maybe uh, they'll talk a little bit about whether or not they're going to destroy the phone that Moltz loves. Who knows? <laughs> it's going to be so, fine, John. I'm so angry. <laughs> so angry what all did you, the time. Uh, did, there was that tweet making the rounds. Was oh, yeah. it Dieter Fuck Bowen that. from The Verge? <laughs> did that make you angry too, John? I like his work, but that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so many people to whom I could apply that sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you know... It, the fact that Apple Apple did this to themselves is my belief. Like they released, they they did not release a small phone for four freaking years, and then they released the the up, you know supposedly updated SE. And so anybody who had an iPhone SE original model would have upgraded to the SE because it had been four years. And then they released this other phone like six months later, and. Like, oh, gosh, people aren't buying it. Yeah, because they already bought a phone. I mean, I bought both because I'm stupid. But most people probably bought the SE when it came out. And Mm -hmm. then you turn around and release the phone that they actually would have gotten and paid more for if you had not released the other one right before. I mean, they should have released that SE like a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. I mean, I I don't see anybody saying the 12 mini is a bad phone. I think, in fact, the reviews and from what I've heard from customers, people really love it. Yeah. But it it is also, yeah, I I think John's right that there is some awkwardness in the timing of its release. Right. And what I'm hoping is that, and I think Apple is smart enough to play the long game here and not be like, oh, it didn't sell very well, so I guess you stop making it. I, I'm <laughs> not convinced they'll do that. I think that they <laughs> will take a longer be, view on it. I except for the fact that they didn't make the damn phone for four years. 
That's fair, but like there was a difference between always releasing a phone that was always old tech, you know, like an older phone, quote unquote, as opposed to something that they yeah. basically pimped as part of like their their brand new exciting phone lineup, right? Like, yeah. there's, I mean, there and there are two people. There are two, yeah. The SE appeals appealed to two different kinds of people. It appealed to people who wanted a cheap phone and it appealed to people who wanted a small phone. And there, I guess, there right. is some definitely some question as to what sizes those two markets are. I am part of the market that wanted a small phone and was not concerned as much about the price the price was a definitely an added advantage i was very happy about the fact that i only had to spend 400 bucks to get the phone that i wanted four years ago but the the thing that i really wanted was the smallness and you know i think i proved that last year (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i know you're there there maybe they'll give a call out to you on the call (laughs) yeah i'm sure we made this phone for our customers. <laughs> for like one John customer. Moltz from Washington. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> that's, just, that's where we're at. Uh, it's been immortalized in the Rebound soundboard. <laughs> Previously on the Rebound. It's been a while. Did you guys, did you guys install uh, Hush on all your devices yet? I put it on my MacBook Air, the M1. It won't run. I'm still on Catalina on my iMac, uh, though I will probably make the jump to big sir sometime in the next little while um i do not know what this is this is a thing gruber links so hush is a safari extension for both the mac and ios and its only job and it lives entirely resident on your device it's respects your privacy all those things its only job is to get rid of all those nags that are like this website has cookies you down with that (laughs) and uh it's hilarious because as soon as you're running it, you will completely forget that it's there because it just works immediately yeah, with I, I, no Chrome whatsoever. I cannot even think of like that's the thing is like I I did it. I definitely installed it the other day, and I was like, I don't think I've noticed it. And I guess I guess that's <laughs> weird. Is you like proven a negative, right? Like, that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. But yeah. it's it is excellent. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, it just works perfectly. And uh, like for me, my way of testing is always to go to the Guardian because every time I go to the Guardian.com, mm-hmm. I get those like taking up a third of the screen. And now God, there's just the none. Worst. There's just none. All right, I'm, I'm I forgot it was also on the um, the iPhone, so I'm enabling it there now. Very excited about. I also think it's funny because that is the thing that is essentially mandated, right, by the the GDPR or whatever the the yes. EU yeah, right. regulations. Yeah. And it's like now we're just circumventing it. Screw you. <laughs> you can turn it off with a plugin. <laughs> Yep. God, I love there you technology. Go. There you go, citizens. We fixed it. <laughs> we both we both created and solved a problem. <laughs> it's the alcohol of Safari. We're, yes, we're basically right back to where we were before GDPR. 